0: Hello and welcome to Who Cares Nerds, we're back for another exciting episode with the only Aziraphale and Crowley that there is in real life,
1: me and Cameron. Yes, hello, I'm here to talk about, well to gush over more like the works of Neil Gaiman once again. Gaiman, Neil Gaiman.
0: Gaiman. (laughs) You'll never accept it, will you? You'll never accept it, you fucking homophobe. You can't deal with Neil Gaiman. (laughs) Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but uh, we're here to talk about Good Omens, uh, a new Amazon Prime original series based on the book by Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett. Yeah. Which, well, I mean, we, 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 we binged all six episodes. Yeah, it was fucking great. We, we, I think we, we just loved it for the start. Um, I don't even think you can go too into the story with it. Like I think you just have to put it down to the basis of what it is. So, I mean, honestly, story-wise, I still don't have a clue what the fuck was going on. Like, it's <laughs> it's madness. It's great. We'll try and explain it as best we can, but it's, like, it's explainable, but yes. you have to watch it. You have to be there. Yeah, you need to, to be there. fully to... understand it, because yes. it is fucking madness. It is amazing. So, well, let's let's start let's start with the Should premise. We Should we start with the premise of the story? So the story is: is
1: um,
0: Angel and Demon have to stop the Antichrist from destroying the Earth. And not because anyone's told them to, because they like Earth just a bit too much. Yeah. So they've decided that we can't, like, they can't allow this to happen. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the a lot of the debate is that the angels of heaven and the demons of hell want to go to war because they want to settle this fight. Yeah. You know, who's better? Do you know what I mean? And Aziraphale and Crowley do not want to do it. Yeah. They do not want (laughs) anything to do with this. They don't want the war. So they crack an absolute master plan to keep an eye on the Antichrist to make sure that he becomes a good man and not a bad boy when he's older. Yes. Um... So the first episode's really kind of about them. We'll learn more about those two characters. Yes, Azir yeah, and, Corley, and You know, Aziraphale. Yeah. And, and the gay energy that just surrounds them. <sighs> the raw gay energy. The raw gay energy. That, like, the only emanate. way you can describe raw gay energy like that is, like, when you're watching, like, really bad pornography.
1: It's honestly, it's amazing. That has a plot
0: and everything. Yeah. You know, like, it's... It's it's so good. It's yes. so fucking good. Um so the first episode introduces um us to them. Yes. Um and it's like the Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. Yes. And I think there's a bit that just sums um Aziraphell up when Crowley's like, Oh, so you done a bit of tempting on them? And he's like, Well, I don't see the, I don't think and Crowley's like, I don't think there's any problem with people being allowed to eat the apple. I think it's only fair, like No. You.
1: That's not what he says. He says I don't think there's a problem with people knowing the difference between good and bad. Ah, yes, yes, fair enough.
0: Um, <laughs> and then, <laughs> like Azira feels like, and Crowley's like, "Where's your flaming sword, by the way?" And he's like, "Well, it's cold out there, and there's animals out there." And, like, and, and she's <laughs> expecting, and, and she's ex- and she's expecting, and it just shows you a scene. So I just ran up to him and said, "Here's a flaming sword. Don't thank me. Goodbye." <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I love Azira. <laughs> as this campy little bitch boy <laughs> yeah who can handle anything mate he is such a bottom he's such a power he's bottom such a bottom. such a power bottom yeah um and crowley yeah. is his power top demon yeah who who just laughs at him and it's great and um, we
1: see them through the ages uh from then on that they're, they're friends and azurothel like as we see them through the ages we know azurothel wants to get roared more and more yes you know you oh, know we know we know um <laughs> you know
0: so yeah the there's this whole big complicated scene yeah well they're trying to switch these two oh yeah swap the baby swap with the these antichrist. babies with the antichrist and it's really complicated and then there's a third baby and the yeah. the woman who voices god because god is a woman and it's yes. great, we're here for it turns round and basically says I would like to tell you that this baby got to grow up and live a fruitful life but that like, and she, she goes on this tangent yeah, and then it on, just like, ends, like yeah. we don't know what happens Like <laughs>
1: I'd like to tell you that this baby goes on to grow up to be a normal man lives a fruitful life, has a job, has kids has a wife cut <laughs> yeah and it just cuts back to the story and you're like what <laughs> <laughs> excuse me
0: it's honestly like so wonderful, like how they they bring these characters together and how they make them work. Yeah, like I think. So I mean, for example, I think the best scene that sums them up is that Crowley they're drinking wine. Yeah, and Crowley like says, "Oh, I'm a bit too drunk," and regurgitates all the wine back into the it's bottle. Not reg- it's not even expulsion. It. Yeah,
1: it's like expunging it the- from their body because it's like, it's like you see them drinking from the bottle. And then when they say, Okay, I need to sober up, they just start shaking and then you see the wine bottle slowly start to
0: fill up and you're like, What the fuck? (laughs) Excuse me. So they're like, What can we do? What can we do? And it's like, Well, maybe if we just are there and we look after him and we make sure that he doesn't turn evil, yeah. That'll that'll be that'll be it. It just just won't be it won't be evil, that'll be it. Um (laughs) and So they do it. (laughs) You're gonna talk about your favourite scene now. And do I know how they do it, Cameron? You know how they do it. Like, it just cuts to a scene of this nanny walking up to a door, and as the door opens, it's revealed to be David Tennant in drag. Yeah. (laughs) posing as the nanny. Full Mrs. Doubtfire. Like, full Mrs. Doubtfire. Full Mrs. Doubtfire. And Azir plays the gardener (laughs) with the weird teeth. Yeah. And. (laughs) It's just comedy gold. Oh, this is beautiful. Like, and it's like, you see the conflictions, because. like the young boy goes to Aziraphale as the gardener and yeah. the boy says like, you must be good to all people in life you have to be good even to- brother snail and
1: sister slug <laughs> and then it's like oh yeah but but nanny says living things are only meant to be squ- <laughs> squashed but, uh, uh, under yeah. my butt <laughs> yeah,
0: something like that <laughs> <laughs> and Nanny's- then it cuts to a scene of David Ten as the nanny and the boy says will you sing me a bedtime story and he's like yes dear <laughs> and he sings this <laughs> Yes. yes dear and he he just sings this this beautiful song about how he's supposed to be like the ruler of all evil yeah <laughs> go to sleep. Do, do. oh no it's like do. go to sleep my darling boy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then I, I, I just remember I don't remember oh. what's in between but it's like when earth is gone you will rule yeah and I'm like David, David Tennant, <laughs> stop it! Like stop David Tennant it. is not allowed to be that good in a role. Yeah, like honestly. you know how a lot of people sit there and go, "Oh, David Tennant was so good as a doctor." It was like this is his best role. This is his best role. It's the like, Ozzy Osbourne walk. I can't take it. Anytime he starts walking on
1: screen, I just turn to James and I can't, I can't deal with it because he, he walks like he has this really campy like. Swag, like, like disco that. walk. Say it's that. honestly, you know, you know, people in disco pants. That's how they walk. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah, it's like he he has that song in his head constantly, and he's walking like that. You know the Spider-Man three walk. Uh, you, you know the one. The, the finger gun point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much that the
0: whole way through, but he
1: he pulls it off. He fucking does it.
0: Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so, so wonderful. fucking great. So the first episode is all about that, and they think it's okay. Yeah. And then the second episode, they're kind of keeping an eye on it more, but then mm-hmm. they realise that the Antichrist... That's the wrong boy. That's the wrong boy.
1: <laughs> yeah, because what happens on his 11th birthday, he's meant to get a hellhound. And if he names the hellhound, um, then... Yeah, that's it'll it. It will take
0: its place as what it's supposed Game to do. Over, man. So, like, if he calls it, th- I think they describe it as like if he calls it throat ripper or something. Yeah, then it will start
1: ripping throats. Yeah,
0: but he calls it dog. Yeah, and it just like, becomes me, this the dog
1: Antichrist, who's a boy called Adam. Uh, just just gets this dog. He's like, and I will call him dog. <laughs> so yeah, and it just becomes
0: a dog. Yeah, just just a normal dog. Um and I think we'll just we'll just skip through the end because it's it's the content uh-huh. of him between God. that is yes. perfect. Do you know what I mean? It's like how they build this up. Yes. Um, but basically, it leads up to this uh, big big thing where yeah. uh, you Jack Whitehall has a character who's like yes two d- characters two characters descend. He plays a witch finder. Um, Thou shalt not a commit adultery. Pulsifer. Yeah, <laughs> and he plays Pulsifer in modern day as well. Yeah, and he meets. Um, um, uh, Agatha Nutter, yes, Agatha, Agatha Nutter's, um, uh, like, um, great, 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 great granddaughter, yeah, yeah like three hundred years in the past, and so she, I, I she and her family read. The because Ag- yes. Ag- Agnes Nutter is uh, the
1: nice and accurate prophecies of Agatha Nutter. Yes, yes.
0: the nice and accurate prophecies. So they uh, study these prophecies, it's made their family very, very rich, and her job is to stop the Antichrist. Yes. So it's about her walking around this town for like a whole episode and a half, like not realizing that she's met the Antichrist. Yeah. <laughs> but then she has, and then it all culminates into this big, big thing where like, a lot of drama happens, mm. a lot of sad things happen, and. They eventually stop it. Yeah. I don't want to go too much into the story because I feel like it's It's one of those things you can't review this kind of show based on the story. Yeah, the, the stories, the themes, and the stories exceptional. It like, it's very, very good, but it's everything else that makes the show. Yeah. And let's start with the main thing the campiness the of campiness. the show. The campiness. Oh, because this oh, it's show beautiful. is so camp and it knows it and it, it, it does it. not give a flying fuck what you think about it because it's too <laughs> camp. Like, you know, oh. well, let, let's start with the main thing. Crowley and Azira feels f- sexual tension. Honestly, whenever they're on screen together, you're like, I, I feel it. I feel the gay. I feel the gay. <laughs> you want, like, they, they should be fucking. They should be. Every single time. Yeah. Um, Crowley's ambition is that he really enjoys Earth. Yeah. He doesn't want to see it end. Yes. You know, he doesn't want to go back to the Darklings and like this darkness this whatever and yeah. there's this ju- there's this joke when they're all sitting there saying oh yes like i have done this th- uh, like, when he has this conversation with these evil demons yeah. they say oh yes we have corrupted like politicians so like, what have you done it's like well i have um built the the no, m25
1: no, no not that uh, i have taken down all mobile phone towers in london or something like that no, so there's was, no signal he's cut all internet in london yeah yeah and he's and then they're like what what would that do? It's like, mate, <laughs> mate, come on, really? Millions of people pissed off at each other, going at each other's throats. Come on, come on, you know what I've done. Come on,
0: yeah. And then there's a scene, um, like, and I think it was the second last episode. Yeah. Well, like, he's, he's he has to get to this little town where the Antichrist is. Yeah. And but because he, he's, he's on the M twenty five, which he and, and he and he was like, and it's just this massive traffic jam. Because everything's gone to shit. And he's like, who the fuck came up with this? And then it just cuts to a scene of him demonstrating the M25 and what he was going to (laughs) do. So he changed it so it would be this hellish ring of fire around (laughs) around London. Yeah. And he's like, oh no. (laughs) Like, he just realizes the consequences of his actions. Yeah,
1: honestly, it's madness. It's good madness, but it's madness nonetheless. Uh, But
0: that and the fact that, like, he was quite happy to play the role of a nanny. Yeah. Like, she just shows you how mad
1: Crowley is. Mate, how mad Tennant is. Tennant is just. (laughs) Honestly, I don't understand Tennant as an actor because he's a very, very good actor. But I don't understand a man who can go from the Purple Man to
0: Scrooge McDuck, like, 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 like that. Honestly, <laughs> what the purple man from Jessica Jones, an evil rapey bastard, to Scrooge McDuck. <laughs> yeah,
1: <laughs> honestly, that's
0: that. Was... I mean, they're not dissimilar. <laughs> <laughs> they're
1: not too dissimilar. <laughs> you know, Scrooge McDuck oh.
0: is paying off the bitches, do not you? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, quack, quack, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> uh, but Aziraphale Aziraphale is also a very very good character yes um, Ma- um, Michael Sheen Michael Sheen yes, it's yes. Not. I-, I get Michael and Martin Sheen mixed up because <laughs> Martin Sheen is Michael Sheen's dad, dad. Charlie Sheen's dad, dad. <laughs> Michael Sheen is Welsh <laughs> okay so yeah. what, Right, that's how I remember it Michael Sheen is Welsh but he plays Aziraphale and he plays a really 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 good yeah Aziraphale I think the best scene
1: like between Aziraphale and Crowley was when they meet in the park and Crowley's like let's go to this other planet that can also support life we can we can run away together it's like together yeah then, Aziraphale <laughs> absolutely wants yeah. that Crowley dick and then literally the next part he's like no but like you're a demon i'm an angel i
0: don't even like you you do <laughs> you do <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's this it's this it's this relationship Crowley wants Aziraphale to just accept it yeah and that's almost we are meant to be together sort of thing. Yeah. And Aziraphale is just very by the book. He's like, no, no, no. I'm an angel and you're a demon. Yeah. Like we have nothing whatsoever in common. Like we shouldn't even be friends. Blah blah blah. But Aziraphale's drawn to Crowley as well. Yeah. And it's such a lovely relationship, but it it's honestly so, it's, yeah. it's like, it's just all given no take. Like yeah. it's, it's like, it's just a mess of these two people. And the end kind of alludes to something much better. Yeah. But um, yeah, Aziraphale like. Just wishes he was allowed to be friends with Crowley, I think. Yeah. I think that would make it easier. Now, shall we talk about their separate lifestyles? Their separate lifestyle. Okay. So Aziraphale... Should we start, we start with the bookshop? Let's start with the bookshop. Aziraphale lives yes. in a lovely little bookshop situated in Soho, London. Yes. Um,
1: uh, it sells old books that he's collected. He's amassed quite the collection, and he particularly likes his collection of prophecy books, which he's very proud of. As he states. Yes, he he loves them. And the only book he could never get... Was The Nice and Accurate Prophecies of Agatha. Nutter. Nutter.
0: Yes. yes. And then, by plot devices, he <laughs> comes into ownership of this book. Yes. Opens it up. And to just a random page.
1: Starts reading this random bit. And it says... Now the angel reading this, your cocoa's getting cold or something like that at the end of the paragraph. And he's so shook. Yeah, like he's like, just...
0: cocoa get... <laughs> yeah. right? so Coco doth get cold. Yeah. And he's so shook.
1: get cold. And then he looks at his cocoa, which has stopped steaming at this point. And he's like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> he's gone.
0: I mean, I think what the, one of the campiest bits about it plot-wise is when he continues to read that book. And they're lo- Crowley and him are looking for the Antichrist at this yeah. point. Like, and he reads this bit and says, and there are the number of the beast shall be 666 or something like that. And he reads it in the Bible and he compares to that and he's like, it can't be that simple. And he dials the number into the yeah. phone and the guy answers and he's like, <laughs> sorry, right number. <laughs> <Hangs> <laughs> he's up. so shook. It's so fucking... It, uh. It's like, do you know, there's there's, there's, a way, there's a way of filmmaking and there's a way of doing anything Yeah, where you have to sit and you have to think about how it all works and how it all comes together. Yeah. You know, so something that's too serious usually won't have any campiness in it because they won't work. Yeah. Something that's too campy, when it tries to be serious, people maybe don't take it quite as serious. You know, it's about finding the balance and making Mm -hmm. that work. Good Omens fucks those two things and says, do you know what we're going to do? It's going to be campy, it's going to (laughs) be fabulous, it's going to be great. Yeah. And it's going to be dark because I've never seen something that is at the same level dark and the same level campy, yeah. You know what I mean? They, they pull it off really, really uh, well. It, it's Neil Gaiman's work, isn't it, like, yeah. It's, it's like look
1: at um look at the Sandman short film that we uh, that we had a look at, which was actually meant to be like a pilot episode, and that managed to pull it off as well. Like the dark yet campiness of it, because <laughs> I think it's just Neil, the way Neil Gaiman writes. See, I haven't actually read the book yet. So I'm not sure how much uh, like Terry Pratchett added to it, but I imagine it is quite a
0: lot. Well, I know that Neil Ga- um, Neil Gaiman did say that he wanted to... You know, he, he had Terry Pratchett in mind when he was writing it because he wrote the series. Yeah. He wrote the episodes, and I thought that that was really, really interesting because he, he says, you know, I, I think he said something like, when he wrote it with Terry Pratchett, mm-hmm. you know, it, it almost just felt like it was just those two putting themselves into it, and it was yeah. just a... S- Thing and they'd always had plans for a second book. Yeah, and he said that Neil Gaiman said we'd wrote the ideas, we'd got things together, but obviously it, uh, we, it we hasn't never out we yeah. never we never got it together. So he says that he might consider another book, but I think after I think after this season, he's definitely considering the second season because yeah. you can't let that go. You can't let that go. It's amazing. Because they say that was like, oh, it's a six episode mini series, but it is so fun. It's so good, yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I don't ever think I've had that much fun just watching watching something like even lucifer like lucifer's fun to watch yeah you get really invested in the serious sides of it as well because good omens knows where it comes from it knows what the source material was and it absolutely understands how campy and mental it needed to be yeah
1: like I, i love that good omens can make a joke out of itself like the whole scene with the third baby it's like i i could tell you that this baby grew up to be a nice and normal human being cut just cut yeah, straight back like, into the story and leaves. Yeah,
0: it. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's got the darkness that Neil, Neil Gaiman's known for, but it's also yeah. got this really strange element of something else. Yeah, um, and it's really, really cool and nice. I mean, let, let's let you now if you want to talk about Crowley's flat, the plants. Oh, the plants! Your favourite scene. Oh.
1: oh,
0: it's beautiful. So Crowley is a demon who's uh, described by the voice of God um, in the show as being a demon that has something other demons don't have, which is imagination. Yes. and crowley could put the fear of god into anyone that was his power he could yep. put the fear of god into anyone and anything and <laughs> he just walks out to this lovely lovely like like potted potty of indoor garden thing yeah. and he just walks he's talking to himself he's talking to the plants and he just looks in and he sees a, a a spot on one of the plants and he's like is that a spot all the plants start shaking, like the whole room just starts the shaking. The plants start shaking visibly, and he's like, What have I told you about spots? What have I told you about spots?
1: <laughs> Grow better. <laughs> And he just walks away, and then you hear this mad, these mad noises like a drill, a saw. It's like a blender. Like a blender, yeah. Like like that plant is fucking dead, and all the plants are still shaking. They're like they're shook to the core, <laughs> and then what? Shook to the roots, more like yeah, yeah, a. Mm. Hey. Um, and then he just walks back in, and then just goes okay. <laughs> he's he's just done with them, and they stop shivering. It's it's a, an amazing
0: scene it's just such a strange scene and it has that campiness it goes that step further it's one of those scenes where the story
1: as a whole like what I love about Good Omens is it knows how to use like unnecessary scenes like a lot of people say if a scene's not necessary don't keep it in but mate (laughs) mate that scene had nothing to do with the story but (laughs) mate you know it would have been worse if that was left out
0: yeah, yeah, no, absolutely, and I mean, a lot of what Good Omens was was it was a character piece. It yeah. was character pieces. You know, you had to understand these characters as a whole. You yeah. had to understand what made them work so well. And yeah. remember, like from when the the babies exchanged mm-hmm. um, to the wrong family because they they give it to the wrong family. Yeah, w- one of the things you need to remember is you're going through like how they changed over eleven years. Yeah. And primarily the five days leading up to the apocalypse. I love how in, in, like, in episode one, episode one covers,
1: like, like from the beginning of a time until 11 years later. <laughs> yeah. 11 years after the birth of the Antichrist.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
1: it's... It's just, <laughs> it's <laughs> like... And then the rest it cover, covers until
0: present day, is what it says. Yeah. Um, and I just think it's wonderful. Like, I just think it's... It, it's, it's funny as well. Do you know yeah. what I mean? It, it's successfully mate. funny because successfully funny. Even the bits when Crowley is acting like so evil, you can't yeah. help but laugh
1: because you're like, like, mate. Remember <laughs> when they walk into the place and the guy walks up to Crowley and his head just morphs into this snake thing? Yeah, scare... it's so random. Like it comes out of nowhere. <laughs> he just turns and does it and then <laughs> and then just stops. And then me and James were just. We we didn't even t- have time to process it. We had to go back
0: <laughs> and watch it again. Oh, but it's the bit after that because they find out it's a paintball thing. Yeah. And then... <laughs> and then... Uh, this <laughs> is oh, yeah, sometimes I just wish we were using real guns. And they walk into the building and then the gunshots start changing to real yeah. guns. And Aziraphale's like, what did you do? And he's like, oh, I gave them what they wanted. <laughs> and they start firing real bullets everywhere. It's like, stop it. Yeah.
1: Stop What's it. What's even bro. better is that later was like, Oh, you, you can't just do that; they'll kill each other. He said, "No, everyone will have a miraculous recovery or mi- miraculous like near death experience or something like
0: that." Yeah, but is that almost <laughs> like, is that almost like him saying, "Yeah, don't worry, Aziraphale, you'll fix it"? Like, <laughs> is that if it's basically, saying? Oh, and that's the same episode when Aziraphale says, "You know, you actually can be good," and Crowley loses his shit. Yeah, he's like,
1: "Don't ever call me good or nice or anything like that." Oh, it's oh, so
0: funny! It's um, great. Yeah, I think there was the bit as well. Um, um. Oh, what was it? Yeah. Um. So it's the scene where <laughs> the, <laughs> it's, the <laughs> it's obviously a scene where they are together. Yeah. There's a lot of scenes where they're not together, and that makes yes. me appreciate it when they are together. Yeah. Because the dialogue between them is so well written. It's beautiful. It is so well written. And I think it's the scene where it's like you you called it, you were like. Cause there's a character called Shadwell in it. Ah, yeah. And you were like, Crowley's like, oh yeah, I'll get my people on it. And Crowley phones them, and you were like, is this here Phil going to call Shadwell as well? Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to have the same people? <laughs> same people. <laughs> <laughs> and they did. They <laughs> did. <laughs> there's a oh. lot of back and forward in it, and it's quite difficult to keep up with from time yeah. to time. But you're just along for the ride in it. Yeah. Like it's just it's so much fun. I mean, speaking of along for the ride, we need to talk about the car, the Bentley, the Bentley. Yeah. The Bentley's. Crowley drives around in this beautiful Bentley. Yes, that's gorgeous, gorgeous Bentley. Yeah. Um he had it from day one apparently. Yeah. And it never let him down until the end of the series. Yeah. Where he has to take a moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that moment though, because it's like um
1: Zero Fell is just like, Oh, we need you. This guy's pointing a gun at me and like like what what are we gonna do? Um, I need you to like stop him, please, let, let him let us like make him let us through, and then Crowley's just like, "No, I need a moment." And then Aziraphale just gets so fed up in the end that he just clicks his finger and the guy disappears.
0: Yeah, you don't even know what happens to. Him. Well, he does say like, Aziraphil does say he's like, "Oh, I really hope I haven't sent him anywhere nasty He doesn't even know <laughs> what he's done even, with him now. He doesn't <laughs> even know what he's done. Um, yeah, because that's oh. the same scene where Aziraphale like gets cast back up to heaven. Yeah, and he has to go into the the woman's body. Yeah. So he's in this woman's body, but it says Phil's voice. Yeah. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Oh, it's great. There's just so much going on in it at any one time that you're just like, oh, like it's so I think I think personally it is so intelligently written. I mean I thought one of the reviews I read that I didn't agree with was someone was like, This show could have done with not being as faithful to the book. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> now I wholeheartedly disagree with it. Because, like,
1: if they didn't want to be as faithful to the book as they were... Well, I haven't read the book, but if this is faith,
0: faithful, I wouldn't want to see it change in any way. Like, why? This is what I'm saying. It's like, I think it's a, I think it's a damned if you do, a damned if you don't thing, you know? Yeah. Like, people will say, oh, you adapted for the book, but you changed so much and it's not right. And then some people will be like, oh, well, you know, you've you you, you you've just taken it from the book. It's not original. Yeah. And I think that that's really bo- troublesome because I think, like... Good Omens is a book would probably be good. Yeah, well, yeah. But the show just shows you it. Yeah, it also
1: discounts the hard work of everyone else, such as, like, the directors, the cameramen. Like, mate, mate, the director on that, I don't know who he was, but he was a fucking genius. <laughs> he knew exactly what he was doing for that show. It was madness, and it was beautiful.
0: Yeah, and I love that. I think that's amazing, and I think it's really exceptional work. for yeah. anybody to kind of sit there and make this madness yeah and it actually felt like madness from the the shots to the cutting to the yeah. acting. It felt like genuine madness, which it is the show is utter utter madness <laughs> it, it honestly is and like there's no enough shows like that, yeah you know, and I think that's why I appreciated it so much because it's very rare that you'll get a show that is just so different, mm-hmm. so mad, so out of place so it, like this show is so through the looking glass that it has no idea where it is yeah like and that's what makes it so fun mm-hmm. because nothing is out of the imagination it's like oh why doesn't Crowley do that or Aziraphale do that they do it they do yeah yeah like they can do anything um and a lot of the show is about them trying to like cause Crowley's like we can just go away together yeah you know we don't have to be bound by the demons and the angels.
1: Yeah, it's like he says, like, oh, they're only planning on destroying Earth. Like, there there are thousands of planets out there. Let's go find one where we can move to together. Yeah. And, like, it's a really nice and touching scene, though. Like, their whole relationship is really nice and touching.
0: I mean, look at the look at the whole scene where, like, they go back in the past to World War Two. World War II? Oh, and, and yeah, the, and the they're church. In, they're in the church, <laughs> and the church's about to get <laughs> bombed. Yeah. And feels <laughs> like, oh, thank you very much for... Um, Coming to save me, I really needed the. Uh, you know, I kind of needed the help. Um, and he's like, "Oh, my books! Like I've lost my books." And Crowley picks them up and gives them to him. And then when Crowley walks away, as he just gives him this look, yeah, it's the fuck me eyes. Yeah, it's like it because what
1: happens is Crowley walks in, like he he's doing this mad walk. Yeah, like, because like, he's <laughs> on Holy Ground. Yeah, he's on <laughs> and he's Ground just hopping about. because He's place. like hopping around like the floor. The floor is lava to him, and he's just like, "Oh, Hallow Ground! Out! Out! Out!" And he's like, ah, yes. You see, what's going to happen here is you have about a minute to run before a bomb hits here. And it would take a miracle for us to survive, he says, (laughs) straight to azor Which is like, yeah, yeah, he knows what to do. And then, basically, the whole church gets bombed. All the Nazis die. And then they're just stood there on, like, these two... Like, tiny bits of earth are, that are around their feet, which were untouched, <laughs> which is beautiful. Yeah. And then Crowley picks up the bag that had the books in it and says, oh, I performed a little miracle myself, and then hands it to it. It's, it's beautiful. It's so heartwarming and touching.
0: It's so beautiful to watch them.
1: Yeah. I, I like, I shep that. Yes. I do feel bad for Crowley, though, because Crowley, oh, the boy. Like, when he says, oh, I didn't mean to fool, I just hung around the wrong crowd. Oh. oh.
0: Oh. oh We do feel sad for Crowley. We stand Crowley a wee bit. Oh, but my favourite bit is the, the scene where Neil Gaiman is clearly in, in yeah. the frame, but it's the back of his head. <laughs> and we know, we, we know it's him. We know it's him. We know it's you, Neil. Stop it. And it's the um, bit when like, the demon, they're in the, cinema. the Duke of Hell, like, <laughs> sits there and says, Crowley, what is going on? Where is the Antichrist? And he's like, I don't know. Crowley's watching this cartoon. Yeah, this is like, <laughs> And the, he's <laughs> the cartoon <laughs> rabbit and starts killing the other <laughs> rabbit. <laughs> he's like, the demon just
1: uns like, because it starts in this super wide shot where you see Crowley and you see the back of it's clearly Neil Gaiman's head (laughs) clearly Um, it's just a claymation film of like three rabbits one of the rabbits pulls his head off with the demon's face underneath it's like Crowley tell me what the (laughs) fuck is going on now (laughs) and Crowley's like he doesn't say anything oh like he says some bullshit some Crowley bullshit as he does and the demon just gets pissed off and murders the blue rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> just murders it. It's like we had to go back and watch that scene three times because we, we couldn't deal with it.
0: <laughs> it's just like when you like. Th- th- I suppose the good thing that it does is the demons are evil, yeah, and the angels <laughs> are evil too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, the angels, the angels are they are so like we are the good guys, we are the good yeah. guys, and they are so anal about that, like, yeah. But, but sh- like, they
1: literally do nothing. Yeah, they just run about doing paperwork. No, even
0: paperwork. They're not <laughs> seen doing
1: anything. Like, John when... Ham,
0: I feel like, I feel like John Ham was in that role, yeah, purely because it was John Ham, yeah. But I don't think you needed John Ham for that role. Yes, but I do think he did add the camp that it needed. He it, it, it did. It was that whole, and mm. um, well, he played Gabriel, didn't he? Yeah. It? Uh, it's that bit when. <laughs> When ZNF says, "Oh yeah, I've came to deliver you a message or something," he's like, "I am the archangel fucking Gabriel." <laughs> like, yeah, it gets so petty about oh, it. And God. Michael's a woman in it. Yes, um, love that. <laughs> um, I love the. I love that whenever something happens, there is there is something in this show, and I'll, and it is the genuine definition of divine intervention. Yeah. When something happens something yeah. so something like so you've seen a lot of mad shit and then you're like oh and then something even madder happens and that's yeah. when the show decides to pause for the voice of god to <laughs> say actually <laughs> i feel like i should explain this to you yeah. it's the bit when crowley <laughs> goes into the phone yeah and we were like <laughs> we were like what the fuck <laughs> what kind of matrix shit is this and then what is it, going and on and then it pauses and then the voice of god obviously says oh yes and um, demons have the power to To change to uh, change matter their, their molecular the molecular structure, structure. So some shit. Crowley escaped through a phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? And it's just the scene of Crowley and the Duke of Hell chasing after him, flying through the telephone line. <laughs> I was like, what is going on? <sighs> and that's why I love it so much because you just. You, I honestly sat there and watched that and I'm like, I don't know what's gonna happen next. I don't know what's gonna come next. Yeah? You could not predict it. <laughs> and I think like you could predict how you could predict at the end that it was gonna be okay. Yeah. That they would win. But that's the only thing you can predict.
1: Yeah, it's like there's a few things that you can predict due to the campiness of it, and you know. You know what kind of campy shit they're gonna be doing. Yeah. Like like the whole thing where like they call the same people, that's the human operatives and yeah. stuff like that. There's small things like that. But then there are other things that you're just like, you're sitting there and you're like, what the fuck is actually going on? Like, excuse me, but what?
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I suppose we're putting a lot of emphasis on Crowley and Aziraphale here for good reason. Yeah. But um, we should talk about the Antichrist. Oh, Adam. Adam is like, he has this sweet little boy, but then when his powers start coming into play, he gets a bit evil Yeah, for like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then he (laughs) realises, oh fuck, maybe I should stop this. Yeah, because his friends are like,
1: I don't want to be your friend anymore. And he's like, no, we're coming back.
0: I have other friends who are yeah. the four horsemen of the fucking apocalypse. Yeah, like, and then his dog goes with his old friends. And he's like, no, not my dog. <laughs> that is the last straw. <laughs> he went full John Wayne. Um, but when his powers start met, like, metamorphosizing and yeah. become more prominent, like he starts to, like, he wishes up Atlantis. So yeah. Atlantis is real, Atlantis UFOs is real, and aliens the cracking are real, Kraken is, is real, everything is real, and yeah. it's like, what
1: the fuck? I love how they don't have any clue why they're there, though. Like when... um. Uh, when Jack Whitehall's character gets pulled over by the aliens and the aliens just say oh yeah we're here to deliver a message that we bring universal peace and prosperity to your planet and he's like okay but why are you here and then
0: the alien woman just goes I don't know (laughs) and it's like the special effects on the aliens are so over the top as well they look like fucking lizard people it's (laughs) It's great (laughs) Um, so, all of that stuff, Adam starts causing a lot of campy shit to happen. Yeah. Because he gets these magazines from Agnes Nice's great 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 granddaughter. Yeah. Whose name escapes me. I forgot her name as well. It's. We'll call her Nutter. Nutter. <laughs> we'll call her Young Nutter. <laughs> young Nutter. Uh, young Nutter gives Adam these magazines and he starts reading them and he's like, he starts to believe everything that's happening and we yeah. see everything and his powers become metamorphosized yeah. into the point where he makes it happen. So that's, like, some mad shit. <laughs> and um, his friends are really, really good. Like, his friends yeah. are like a rep. Like, him and his friends are, like, m- p- mirrored, mirrored versions of the four horsemen in the apocalypse. Yeah, who we sort show, of. Who we shall now discuss. Yes. War has the power to incite conflict, which means that I think her general presence yeah, just cause causes people to get petty. Mayhem, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, like, because um, the scene where she's introduced is at this uh, peace treaty. Where the two guys are about to sign it and then she walks in on scene, the guy like everyone points their guns at her and she goes, Oh, I'm just a reporter. It's alright. Let me let me just note this down. And then they're like, Oh, okay, let the whole world see that this is a peace treaty that's going down. Now here, sir, you've signed first. And then the other guy's just like, Excuse me, why is he signing first? <laughs> and he goes, It's just it's just Someone has to sign
0: first. Yeah. Of course the logical explanation that's it. Okay then you sign first. Yeah, but like... But they were all just corrupted by, by war's yeah. And they all start to, She walks away and she just starts killing everybody. Yes, she doesn't even walk away. Everyone pulls out the guns, aims
1: at each other, and then the delivery boy comes in. And gives her the, the sword. Boy, yeah, gives her the sword and they all point their guns at her and she goes, don't worry boys, I'm leaving now. She and
0: then leaves. when she walks away they all start killing each other. Yeah. Some madness. And Some then madness. you have uh, pollution, pollution who took over after Pestilence retired. Yes. Um, who I uh, I really liked her. Yeah. I really liked pollution. She was... Because she was just like... She was just sitting by river and the delivery man appears. Yeah. And says, oh, you know, that's really disgusting, isn't it? And he's like, oh, it's beautiful. Like She just loves seeing all this plastic and stuff yeah. in the water. And I'm like, you're a mad cunt. Stop it. <laughs> and she has a, a tiara that turns black. Yeah. I don't know what that symbolises, but yeah. Well, beauty turning into darkness, I think. I mean... A tiara is a tiara. Well, it's a crown. But it's a white (laughs) crown that turns black and white is like...
1: Yeah, it's meant to symbolise purity and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I
0: I get it. I get
1: it. There's Famine. Famine. such a G. He owns this business called Chow. And it's just 100% artificial food.
0: (laughs) It's not real food. It's artificial food. (laughs) None of it is real. He wants people to go hungry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's just some mad shit. It's like, madness. Yeah. This is like he's like, oh, don't worry. It's like, it's 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 like it's just not food. It's like you're just basically eating air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then uh, the delivery boy goes to him and gives him the weighing scales, and he's like, the scales Catching all my appointments
0: for how long? The foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: it's, it's madness. And then we great. have death, death. The boy himself. Oh, no, I felt so bad for the delivery boy. Because the note on the thing said, "Give this uh, to death and location everywhere." <laughs> yes, yeah, so yeah. and then he's like, <sighs> he just sighs, takes a moment, writes a note to his wife saying, "Like I love you," and then we don't see it happen, but clearly he killed himself.
0: Yeah, clearly. and then
1: death appears. Death appears, and he goes, "I have a message for you." Um, I forgot what the message was. What was the
0: message? He gave him the... I think it was just a message to say that it was time. It was something like that, yeah. Yeah. Because um, there was no parcel or anything. Yeah. Like, he just had to herald death. Yeah, it was just a message. To rally the horsemen. Um, and they all have these big campy like, title cards. Yeah. Like, you have war, famine, pollution, <laughs> death. Like, full Darksiders level like, trailer. Like, it's but... fucking yeah. madness. Oh, <clears> so I was here for it. I was absolutely here for it. Yeah. Um. And so the, the four horsemen come together, and then you see their true forms. Like yeah. where pe- like uh, famine has these sharp teeth, and war has this war paint on, and mm-hmm. pollution just looks disgusting, and death is just in a hood. I mean, death doesn't change. <laughs>
1: yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't change. He's just like the top half of a skeleton, of like
0: a skull. Yeah, That's yeah. yeah. It. Oh, it's yeah. so fucking funny! Like, and then they go and threaten to bring round nuclear Armageddon. Yeah, and then Adam and his friends kill them.
1: <laughs>
0: it's weird. It just it's happens. Like, yeah, it just happens. It's like, out you just of go nowhere. up to them and say something they don't like. Yeah, it's like I think one of the boys went up to like famine and said, "Ah, oh, I believe that everyone should not, no one should be hungry." And famine's just, oh. Like, Oh, yeah, it can fucking die. So like, is that is that how easy it is? You just tell them, nah, I don't think famine Yeah, good it's fun. like uh, the little girl, uh Pepper, goes up to war
1: and says, I believe in peace, bitch. <laughs> and then <laughs> stabs her <laughs> and then just stabs her. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I I love it so much. And then And then they they're left with death. There's just death and Adam staring at each other, and then death is just like, You cannot stop me. I will be everywhere, and if you stop me, you destroy
0: the universe. He's like, okay. <laughs> he just lets him go. Cool. Is that cool. Whatever. Yeah. Um, And then they kind of stop it. So they stop it. Like It happened so fast, and we were just like, that was really underwhelming. I, yeah. I hope that's not the end. And I... then
1: Gabriel and Beelzebub, Beelzebub appear, and they just go, what have what, you done? What have you done? Where's the boy? You. <laughs> you wh- what what? <laughs> Why have you done this? And then they go and talk to each other and they're like, Yeah, 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 shit needs to get done. Like, I'll I'll tell your father about this, Adam and then they both they both go to wherever they're going. And then the ground just starts rumbling and Crowley's losing his shit. Because it's, it's Satan, <laughs> yeah. literal Satan. He's losing his and shit. And they,
0: they, like, they have this moment with Adam and they say, you can stop him, you can stop him. Yeah. You, you, I don't know how. You like, just at the him. moment, reality
1: is still listening to you. So yeah, you can stop him once he gets here.
0: Yeah. And then Satan appears, voiced by Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. For no reason. For yeah. <laughs> like... No reason. Yeah, just and, um, get Benedict on that and then how does he beat Satan <laughs> how, how, how Cameron does, does he Satan's beat Satan's
1: just like get over here boy I will punish you like I do the demons in hell and then the boy's just like you're not my dad <laughs> and so you're, you're not so my dad and Satan's like what oh. you're not my dad <laughs> <laughs> and he just, just he just turns into this cloud of smoke As, like, his human father uh, comes around, it's...
0: it's I was was just like, did you literally just beat the devil by (laughs) saying, you're not my real dad? Yeah. Like, (laughs) the the whole final battle stuff is, like, so underwhelming, and I love it for it, like...
1: See, what I was thinking for that scene is, like, every... Like, when I saw that scene, I was just like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. A rebellious son fighting with
0: his father... Hmm, <laughs> I'm sure he can relate. <laughs> I'm sure you can relate because <laughs> I thought he was going to lay the smack down saying, Oh, you're no better than God, and <laughs> yeah. like, Oh, yeah, and then that would have really passed them off. But no, but it's not, not, he, he just, just goes, saying, You're
1: not my dad.
0: says, If I'm going to get into trouble, it will be I'll with my, my real dad. was <laughs>
1: like, What the fuck? yeah, dads don't disappear for 11 years and then come back out know nowhere to <laughs> shout at their kids. <laughs> It's just so
0: fucking stupid. It's so dumb, I love it. It's <laughs> like, beautiful. Not everything can get away with being that dumb. yeah. But the show but... built up to it. It earned its right to be dumb. To stupidity. It earned its right to be dumb. It is amazing. And then Crowley and Aziraphale after that get yeah. sentenced to extinction. Yeah. Aziraphil by hellfire and Crowley by holy water. Crowley by holy water.
1: And <laughs> you just see them like like Crowley's just in the bath like soaking,
0: in, bar, in, holy you've soaking seen, in holy water you've seen what holy water does in the show cuz he, yeah. he killed a demon with it before um,
1: and he's just soaking in holy water and he's splashing it at the window that has other demons <laughs> and they are all shook they're like what and he looks back at Beelzebub He is too powerful yeah he looks back at Beelzebub who's shook like she is shook to her core and she's just like He's just like, yes. I bet you're wondering if he can do this. What else can he do? I think it's best that you leave me
0: alone now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And And then you see Aziraphale like in the hellfire, breathing fire at the angel. (laughs) And then at that point we'd clicked. Yeah, at that point we'd clicked. And then there was a lovely, lovely scene because you always see them sitting on benches, and Crowley's always on the right. Yeah, and Aziraphale's always on the left. Yes. And this time it was the opposite way around, and we were like, Yeah, they've changed bodies, haven't they? Changed bodies. Um. Yeah. And that's what it happened. I thought. It's like it's just a subtle thing, and you can kind of see it coming, but you were just happy when it. Yeah. Because the whole scene of him crawling in the bath, like, <laughs> like yeah. the water everywhere, was so funny. He just did not care. <laughs> like, it was and they were everything. Everyone was shook. Yes. Like,
1: and when he gets out, he just turns to Michael, uh, who provided the holy water, said, Yes, could you miracle me a towel, please?
0: And then Azina felt when he's telling Crow <laughs> yeah. everything he's like, I made the outspray, Michael. <laughs> Conjure me a towel. Like, he he's so, so proud of himself. He's so happy but uh, Oh um, It's wonderful. And then we get to see them Um yeah. Well um Well what we happens. Have well, we was... spoken about the Bentley being destroyed?
1: Yes, but we didn't talk about what Adam did. So after Adam sent his dad, like, his real dad, Satan, like, away, not his real dad anymore, because Adam said so. Um, <laughs> yeah, it turns out that everything went back to normal. Um, the bookstore was repaired. Bookstore was the book repaired. the bookstore was burnt down. Yes. Cro- uh, oh,
0: depressed Crowley. Depressed Crowley,
1: yes. He, there's a point where oh. he thinks Aziraphale died. Oh, no. We haven't talked about what happens after like the, re- the resolution with Adam. Rick Rowley turns to a zero fell and he's like, Uh, zero like, Yeah, I'm gonna return home now to the bookshop. And he's like, The bookshop burned down, there's nothing left. And he's like, Oh, and he's like, You, you, you can stay at my place. And then I was like, oh, oh, is it happening? Is it happening? <laughs> is it Will happening? they fuck tonight? <laughs> Will they fuck tonight? And then they get home and everything's
0: fixed. And I'm like, Oh, <laughs> I was actually a little bit disappointed. Oh, oh. Um, but yeah, to the press crawler there's a point where um, Aziraphil gets cast up back to heaven by Shadwell. Yeah, um, and Shadwell just thinks that he's fuck. He's got the boss finger. Like, <laughs> he, he thinks he can just point at people and it would do things. Like Shadwell is yeah. just an, a fun character, but he's I mean, such an so idiot. far
1: he hasn't been proven wrong. Maybe that is part of God's ineffable plan.
0: ineffable <laughs> plan is
1: yes. this the not, not the divine plan? plan. No, because they ask Gabriel when he comes down to tell off Adam, they're like. So you're saying it's part of the divine plan? Is that the same as the ineffable plan? <laughs> is that the
0: ineffable like, plan? Yeah, and they're like, oh, I,
1: obviously, like I don't see what the difference is. And then Crowley's like, they don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, but the press crawl is the bit when Aziraphale gets sent yeah, back to somebody heaven. Somebody killed my <laughs> best friend, and he just starts drinking full yeah. bottles of whiskey. Like he's so depressed. Yeah. i love the scene when he he drives through the fire yeah um and then god pauses and says "See, crowley has something other demons don't have imagination yeah now he's sitting in a car that is melting and burning rubber and burning leather and like burning metal and all of this stuff is burning him to the very core but crowley is just sitting there and thinking everything's okay so everything will be okay this car has lasted him for
1: as long as it does and he won't let it Burn to some silly fire.
0: Yeah, literally, like, Crowley just has such... Like, Crowley is a sheer force of will. Yeah. It's when he gets to the village and the old guy's there. Do you know what's great about the fact that he's called Crowley? What? Because Mr. Crowley was an Ozzy Osbourne song. Oh, that might explain the Ozzy, the Ozzy, Ozzy Osbourne, walk. Osbourne walk. That might yes. explain the Ozzy <laughs> Osbourne walk. And why he looked like Ozzy Osbourne when he had the long hair. Yes. Like, it's fantastic. Oh, he is such a great character. But they... Everything goes back to normal. Aziraphale gets his bookshop back. um, Crowley gets the Bentley back. Yes. And um, we just see them sit in the park again. And as they walk away, um, (laughs) Aziraphale is just like, oh, well, there's just been a table miraculously cleared at the Ritz. And it just shows you them in the Ritz. (laughs) They're just in the Ritz, having dinner. Having dinner on champagne. And God ends it by saying, and on that night, a nightingale did sing yes and it was like they are fucking. <laughs> a Nightingale did sing but nobody heard it over the sound of traffic <laughs> it's just I love how mad it is yeah I, I've said that quite a lot in this one there's nothing else you can say it, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's just, just it's... if you want a show that is so mental yeah if you want an acid trip for a TV show this is off it. the walls and it's it, it knows when to be cheesy I mean some of the special effects they just knew that they were being cheesy yeah Crowley's eyes, Crowley's transformation head, when <laughs> he just turn into
1: this fucking monster. <laughs> I still can't get over it. I see the film when he powers
0: the bike, the moped, and it's like, shoom, it's yeah, like some eighties level <laughs> cringe. Like, and I love it. Like, <laughs> oh, there's uh, just so much. Like, it just, it, it, it just goes balls to the wall. Like, yeah. it goes to number eleven. It does not care. It like, does not care. And I love that about it. It's so unapologetically itself. Yeah. Even the introductions campy as fuck. Yeah, it's like
1: it is a circus.
0: It's 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 amazing. It's honestly I genuinely think one of the best shows of the year. I've ever seen yeah <laughs> like it's and a lot of people could watch yeah. it and be like oh nah, that it's not that good but it's like it it's is, so though. unique it is it's though. so unique and so special yeah someone will be like i don't even like good almonds i'll go
1: you do is <laughs> <laughs> that it's it's,
0: <laughs> i just don't know it, it's honestly yeah. Yeah, i don't know how people i, I mean i get it because a lot of people don't like things that are just so different so mad yeah and so out there but I really do I, I really look for shows that are different and they stand out and they, they're not scared to be themselves yeah you know it's easy it's easy to judge something um, when you watch it and it's easy to criticise something but it's never easy to sit there and go alright like this is actually look at it for what it is yeah. you know what I mean um, and to try not to compare it to other things, yeah, because this is like the campiest shit I've seen in a long time. Right, mm-hmm. I've never seen something with so many underlying homoeroticism <laughs> tones. I have never in my life. La- and I've watched uh-huh. Peter's folk. Yeah, like it's-, it's just like it's just like it's so obvious. Yeah, it's like you're just like please fuck like just please. please give please. us what we want. Um, <laughs> and I think it was David Tennant, and Michael Sheen that said it's like they, like I just decided that. Like that, Aziraphale loves them, yeah, but can't. And instead of saying things, he'll just look at them long, like yeah, longingly. Long and, and Crowley's like, yeah, Crowley hates the fact that he loves them, but he does. Yeah, like, like, oh, he just boys. finds it annoying. Oh, the oh. boys! Oh, it breaks oh, my soul. It, it honestly breaks my soul. Yeah, it's. You should watch anybody, anybody listening to this, whether it's now or whether it's ten years in the future. Yeah. If you've not seen it, you have. To you got six it hours
1: to spare. Spend it on good omens because it is
0: hilarious. It's yeah. banter, it's, it, peak, it's banter. peak banter. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Top and level I really banter. hope for a season two. Yeah, where do you think a season two would go? Um, probably the ineffable plan, <laughs> <laughs> probably further onto
1: the ineffable plan. Uh, it might tell us what happened to all the stuff that we didn't know what happened to this time, like the third child. Yeah, the third child.
0: Yeah, um.
1: Yeah, I mean there are angels and demons. It might be a Nephilim.
0: Yeah, they might. Um, the the angels and demons might be coming for Crowley. And... Yeah. Well, they said at the end of the series that, um, that
1: Crowley says that the next big war will probably be all of them versus us. And yeah, yeah, meaning heaven and hell versus mortals, humans. Yeah. And Crowley and Lucifer.
0: I mean, but it's already been established that like Crowley is so powerful. Yes. As is Azerophil. Like, they are very powerful people. Yeah. And Azerophil could probably be even more powerful. If he wasn't such a little bitch. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, most of the problems in the show could be solved if Azerophil <laughs> wasn't such a little bitch.
0: It's like, Azerophil, why are you being <laughs> such a little bitch? Stop it yeah. now. But yeah, uh, you get some really memorable and strong moments for. Those from David Tennant and Michael Sheen, they have such a good chemistry with each other. Yeah, they do. Like, it just... They do. It it works. And I mean, I do love a bit of a shout-out to the episode where you just kind of see them throughout history helping each other out and how their relationship wasn't, And then in that episode, they played the intro credits half an hour (laughs) into the show. (laughs) For anyone who doesn't know, introduction credits... Happen in the introduction. You get five minutes of the show, intro credits, rest of the show. Not for good omens though. No, 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 no. It goes, uh, <laughs> do you know what we'll do? Right. So we'll give you the backstory, right? We'll give you half an hour of backstory and then, before we go back to the modern day, some intro credits. I was so shook half an hour in when the intro <laughs> credits started. I was like, "Why long have we be watching this? And I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> it's happened before. I just was not expecting it. And I know the fuckers done it on purpose. Yeah. I know they done it because they were just like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> like, yeah. I was basically like watching two individual episodes. It was great, though. It was so funny. Uh, oh, this show. This show Wonderful. is like, you know, I, part of me thinks, like, why did we even do a podcast on it? Because you can't even explain it. Yeah. You just have to talk about the things that are good about it. Yeah, All
1: we can do is like, just say, Watch it.
0: Watch it. Watch it. That's it like, for an hour. Watch it. Watch it if you don't like it fine let us know and we'll tell you how wrong you are yes oh, but sorry I was it. beginning to sound a bit like the total verdict there oh, um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> don't shout them out in this you have to bleep that now <laughs> bleep nah nah <laughs> nah no, 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 no. they'll be fine they probably talk about us they probably don't <laughs> like, but yeah um, I think I think it's definitely if you want something a bit different something a bit nutty oh but nutter yes um, definitely With give this celestial a goal. banter. The celestial banter is strong. Basically, it's like watching the the buddy cop drama between Dark Kirby and Isabel from Smash Bros. We don't talk about that, Jay. The Dark Lord Kirby and the Lord of Light Isabel. Oh God! It's it's we are here for it. We are here for it. But yes, I can only hope that they'll do a season two, and I hope that they're all interested in doing it because mate. Mate, like it's too good. I can't wait. Um, and I think I think David Tennant and Michael Sheen are definitely interested. Yeah, do you but, know what it actually reminded me of this film? It reminded me of a Dr. Zeus film,
1: you know, like Horton, his hue,
0: yeah, and, and stuff Cat like in that. The hat, like, yeah, because it's so mad, like the
1: maddest shit. Yeah, it reminded me of those, but like it's Neil Gaiman, so. <laughs> It's, it's wonderful
0: I like, always like to look at Neil Gaiman as like he's a, he's a child writer for adults yeah that's like the best way to describe it like he he can have that childlike comedy yeah in such a dark story and I mean he works. can do the opposite just as well like look at Coraline oh yeah <laughs> Absolutely. he can do like, it all
1: he knows what he is, what he's good at and he does it well
0: honestly i hope neil gaiman will never listen to this right but i really fucking hope that he, that he listens to this and i'm like neil if you come on to this podcast i need to have a word <laughs> with you i need to know what drugs you were on because i need them yeah. like, can i, I, I need can them? send
1: i can send him the link on tumblr because he does have a tumblr which is
0: wonderful uh-huh. i just hit the mic oops wonderful sorry. Give us yeah. all your juicy ideas, Neil. Yes. We Neil does you. have
1: an Humbler and he's open to like questions every now and then that you can just send in. Oh, it's yeah. pretty cool.
0: Yeah. He what a sound cunt. He is. Like, <laughs> I love that man. I love that man so much. Yes. But we've we hope you've enjoyed us gushing over <laughs> good omens, because that's all this has been. Yeah. It's been gushing. 'Cause it's it's yeah. it's that good. It's you that know, good. give it a try. If you know if you don't like it, fine, you know, that's completely your bag in your opinion. I'll never take that away from you, but honestly, give it a try. It's, it's just once you get your head round what's going on, yeah, it's just entertaining, all the way. And it's cute. It's nice to see this gay couple, this gay power couple that we're here for. <laughs> yes. please. I hope they take it further. Because imagine a gay couple saves the world. Oh, that's I mean, what I mean. The right show
1: now. can like the original premise of like from the description that I saw, sounded like two gay dads trying to raise their rebellious son literally that's that's that's
0: what the first episode is yeah and then it's just like oh no but yeah adam still has his power which is no no yes he does Or he does but like they're not as strong yeah but he like so look at the bit like just the final scene before we we sign off but it's the scene when he says the dog dog." don't run away because if you run away i'll have to chase after you yeah because he's been grounded so he's not allowed to leave the house um yeah, because apparently no one believes that he's the Antichrist, but that's fair enough. No, he <laughs> hasn't told anyone because he can't. Yeah, because all his dad knows is that he broke into a military base. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but yeah, and and then he decomposes the leaves. The leaves. Or, yeah, yeah, and the branches and stuff. So he still has power, but yeah. not much power. Um Impulsifer and um Young Nutter. Yeah. Are, their sex together. scene was fucking madness. <laughs>
1: It was, like, just during the world's end. They're hiding under the bed, and they're like, hey, like, it's the end of the world. Have you ever, like, I've never kissed a girl. And then she's like, yeah,
0: let's fuck. And they fuck? (laughs) They just fuck. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, Jack Whitehall does play a very, very good part in this. Like, I've never really rated him as an actor, but I really like him in Good Omens. Yeah. You know, because he plays just the right level of... Yeah, he's very, very good yeah everybody's good in it everybody plays their parts well yeah um john ham probably annoys me the most but he plays the part like that's <laughs> it um but yeah and um, thank you for listening to us once again gush over good omens we hope to see you the next time when they do a season two because that should just be ineffable <laughs> yes <laughs> they should just be doing it should be working on it right now right uh, now and it's a big big time for neil gaiman yeah You know, like Lucifer, which he's not directly involved in. Yeah. You know, ever since Coraline, you've had Lucifer, which is based on his work. Yeah. You have American Gods. American Gods. You know, it's it's, it's a good time to be Neil Gaiman. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very good time to be Neil Gaiman. Very good time. He's Um, raking in all that money. Yeah. He's like, oh, I mean, he fucking deserves. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, he's been hard at work, and I think now people are starting to realise like his oddness. He's genius, you mean. His genius oddness. (laughs) It's it's great. Yeah. But yes, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoyed and we hope to hear from you. Let us know what you think about Good Omens because that would always be really, really nice. You can get us on Twitter at Who Cares Nerds. And yeah, let's get chatting. Talk about this, the sexual, steamy love affairs of Azera and Crowley. I'm here yeah. for that. Send me all your fanfic.
1: Yes, and fan
0: art. And fan art. Yeah. Love those. Here for that. Here for that. You know, there's going to be some. There's gotta be some. <laughs> There's gotta be some somewhere. Yeah. But yes, um, thank you very much, and we'll catch you next time for a John Wick episode.
1: Bye.
0: You guys just cut me off there when I'm talking about John Wick. Yeah. You have to be like, mate, John Wick. No, they don't need to know anything else.
1: <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>